You're listening to Travel Tales with Virgil. Hello, my name is Virgil O'Keefe and you're very welcome to Season 5. For this first episode, it's all about romantic Irish getaways and I've picked three very special venues from Ireland's Blue Book that are all the epitome of romance with two castles, with four poster beds and a Georgian townhouse. They are Barberstown Castle in Kildare, Tubbard Castle in Kilkenny and number one Perry Square in Limerick. My first guest now is Ted Robinson, the MD of Barberstown Castle in Straffan County, Kildare. This 13th century castle is famous as being the home of Eric Clapton from 1979 to 1985 when music royalty like Mick Jagger and Bob Dylan stayed. Ted has got some great stories from this gorgeous castle. Our vision is to be the friendliest hotel in Ireland and our mission is to be a home away from home. So when you come here, We've 60 bedrooms and we, you know, the fire is on. It's real cozy. Read the newspaper, have a hot chocolate and nice Prosecco while you wait. So it's, it's like you're at a home and, and everything's so relaxed. There's no stuffiness. Um, you know, everyone calls me Ted here. It's, it's, there's no Mr. Robinson. There's no, it's not the, um, you know, we'd like to think we're a five star service, but it's not the five star stuffiness that would be the, would be the way to phrase it. So our goal is the home away from home. And the feedback we get is that, when they do come here, we're only 25 minutes really from Dublin, you know, um, on a quiet day. And instead of people from Dublin going way down the country to get a night away, they actually just travel 25 minutes and they're in a castle. The castle is 1288. It's one of the oldest castles in Ireland with a roof still on it. And um, it's had about 40 owners over the years. And um, and you mentioned um, the previous owners. The one that caught my eye was Ari Clapton. I never knew that he was yeah. the owner. So Eric owned it from 79 to 85. And um, when Amanda Torrens, Austin and myself, we took over, he uh, sent us his guitar. So we have it framed above the, um, in the garden, yeah. signed by him, wishing us the best of luck. And, um, but he had it, yeah, so for about six, seven years. And um, he would have had Bob Dylan, the Rolling Stones, Bill Collins, um, uh, Mick Jagger, um, all that kind of side of things, people staying here and having massive parties. So I'd say the walls could tell a thousand stories. I know. And it's not that long ago either, really. Do you know what I mean? When you think it's back in the 70s, 90s, the 80s, you know, I, I didn't know that at all. So knowing the stories that place has, I would say. Yeah. It adds to it, doesn't it? Yeah. And he's going to be here, I think, next summer, um, I think for a concert. So it's been a long, long time. So hopefully, um, we hope that he stays with us, you know, so. Yeah. And it must be one of the oldest inhabited um, castles then, as you say, like continuously inhabited, I would presume, from the 12th century. That's amazing, isn't it? Yeah, 13th so, century, isn't it? Yeah, so 1288, um, and, you know, in, in our new logo, we have 1288, just to, and now there is castles that are a little bit older, but they're ruins effectively. This is still standing, the original castle keep, which is built by a guy called Nicholas Barber, hence Barber's Town. And, um, it was on the edge of the pale and basically was uh, a castle to protect all the land and the sheep and the animals. So when they were attacked by, you know, uh, people outside the pale, so they were able to protect themselves yet beyond the edge of the pale effectively. So. Yeah, and it's in Straffan, which is obviously very well known, and the K Club is there as well. So, great golf course, you know, isn't it? Yeah, so Fergal, as I say, we've got two of the best hotels in Ireland in Straffan. 
<laughs> but it is amazing, though, isn't it? You know, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> but you know what I mean, though. It is. It is amazing. Like um, for you know, like how big is Straffan? Straffan's a small little village. It kind of reminds me of the Cotswolds in the UK. You know, one of those bespoke villages. It, it gets tidy towns of the year, um, every second year, effectively. So it's it's you know a village of maybe um, a thousand people max, not even um, a couple hundred people. So um, church, there's a pub and there's a shop, and that's really it. You know, so um, um, it's um, and yeah, you have the K Club just down the road. We have ourselves. We're sixty bedrooms. Two of the golf courses in the K Club, you know, the, the one is the Ryder Cup. So a lot of people would stay with us and go for golf there and vice versa. A lot of people would stay in the K Club and come for a cycle up to us and go for afternoon tea. So we work really well together because um, we're only, I think it's uh, 1.4 kilometres, you know, about 1,400 metres away from gate to gate. So. Yeah, and another thing around your area, I noticed like a big push now is Fulch Ireland is thoroughbred county, isn't it? Or thoroughbred yeah, yeah. country. So that's yes. big around your area, isn't it? Yeah, we're we're blessed in Kildare. Um, uh, in terms of all the stud farms that we have, the the um, uh, the National Museum for um, uh, in the Curra. Um, um, also, there's a new um, in the National Stud. There's a new um, exhibitor centre where you learn about you know the horse training from the start to finish, and you know you actually get to ride a um, a horse. Um, sorry, uh, like a, a false race, effectively with a you know three D screen and so forth. So does. The Turbo County, you have the likes of um, Darren Sand Studge, you have Kildangan Studge, you know, um, lots of um, famous horses. The Curra, the Curra race course, we have Pointerstown race course, you have Nace race course. So it's probably one of the only counties in Ireland where you've got, you know, one of the best flat seasons. You know, got Pointerstown, you've got Nace um, and all all very popular in their own right. Um, so, yes. And then you have Goffs, which is down the road. I know like the second largest audience after Ireland is actually the US for this podcast. And yes. uh, Americans must just love it. Love. They love it. And we had, uh, you'd like this story for, we had the, the Rosa Tree here in August. Um, so all 33 roses stayed here for two nights. Uh, Dahi O'Shea was here and, and they visited the, you know, our beautiful county of Kildare. And then, so had a big ball the next night and we actually provided helicopters for um, about uh, 10 of them to fly around uh, Kildare and see the site. So as a, just a nice site. So anyway, they just, they loved it here so much. They, the roses and the escorts all booked their uh, New Year's gala ball here and had wow. two nights here with us. And um, so they had a ball for about 140 and so forth, but great night. But anyway, the Arizona Rose, Sophie, lovely lady, um, her uh, boyfriend, and they've been going out about four or five years, he came to me privately uh, on New Year's Eve morning. He said, Ted, I want to propose to Sophie. And uh, Fergal is the name. And they uh, went to, I said, yeah, I know the perfect spot. So I brought them to the top of the castle. Spiral says he had champagne up there ready hidden. And uh, so he proposed on top. And luckily, Sophie said yes. And uh, we popped the champagne and rang the bell on top of the castle. And um, it was um, and uh, it was a beautiful story for them both. Wow. What a brilliant idea. Because just say... If that was me, I'd be keeping it quiet in case I got a no. But he was on the ball because <laughs> what a lovely way to do it. Fergal, I was nervous myself because I had the champagne <laughs> on ice up there. <laughs> I think there was a famous one a few years ago on the Rose of Tralee where the Rose was reluctant. It was on TV. Oh, I remember that one. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> but oh, no, wow, so that's, good, yeah. that's amazing. When you think of castles, like it really is, like, especially with the four poster beds, etc. There must, I mean, you must get that all the time. Couples wanting like something special or anniversaries or have you ever had people who like who have been to a wedding and met and then had their own wedding or anything like that? It's, it's amazing. Genuinely, we do. We have about um, 100 weddings booked uh, for this year. And um, so over the years, we have a lot of people here. Um, 
they've got married here, they got engaged here, and it's you know stories. And we we have an old oak tree that we had to cut down because it was a small disease in it, but we cut it to about 20 foot high. But since then, a year ago, we get all the couples to engrave their names on the tree. So when they come back, uh, they go, oh, there's Tom and Mary, effectively, on, on the date they got married. So it's great, you know. So. Oh, that's a gorgeous. Like, um, I got married uh, 20 years ago in, in Renville in Galway, and I went up there. I was up there recently. We brought the kids around, and uh, it's just so special. When, with the place you get married, and it means so much. To, that's, that's a gorgeous idea. Come back 20 years later, and your name is there. On the tree, yeah. So hopefully they're still together. Any names we next up. Obviously, we do a lot of weddings, and, and we, uh, Amanda and, and Austin, bought this Benford um, Bedford car. It's 1960, beautiful old car, and it's really from bringing the guests from the front door of the hotel. About it's only. 30 meters around to the banquet hall uh, in case it's raining so but anyway a couple loved the car she lives in nace and uh, she was um and she said oh ted would you mind uh, driving the car to um to nace to collect me to bring me to to barbertown because we do civil ceremonies here so her husband to be was waiting here and the wedding's at uh, two o'clock so i took the car drove it to nace had my peak cap on um had a nice coffee ready for our, for our bride to be, and um and and her father was there, and so we went in the car and we left. I said, right, we leave at one o'clock, and um, maybe quarter past one. So it, it allows a half an hour to to get to Barbastown, and then um if there's a bit of traffic delay, I'd be about five minutes casually late. So anyway, on the way, I said um we're passing Clane, and she's um she said, oh Ted, um I said we have a bit of time, so I'm gonna go a bit slower. She goes, oh, so why not? We'll stop for a pint. I said, I know the perfect spot. Lovely little pub called Freels down the road. It's only about two miles away. So we popped in for a Guinness. I had a Guinness zero zero, by the way, and they had, <laughs> uh, they had a glass of Guinness each, and we had a nice picture. And we we're sitting in the pub, and she's in her full uh, bridal outfit. And the pub didn't know what to do because there's this bride out of nowhere, and um, we're all chatting, and they're all a bit of fun. So I went, uh, I went back out to the car, and I left the car running just to be extra safe. Because it's an old Bedford car, because sometimes you know it mightn't start and so forth. But obviously, leaving it running, um, it um, uh, obviously too much fuel got into the engine, so it it um, it um, cut out itself. So then, hop back in, two o'clock, going to be five minutes late, and the car wouldn't start. So anyway, I'm back into the lads. I says, anyone got jump leads? Got jump leads? Reverse another car up. So it was a bit of crack. All laughing. We had the Guinness in the hand. Wouldn't start, no matter what. So I'm back into the a little couple that were having a, a chowder. I said, I couldn't borrow your car for 10 minutes. So I borrowed their car, got the bride and the father um, into the car, brought them to Arbistown. So I had them 10 minutes late in a different car, a BMW. <laughs> <laughs> Well, but it was great. My head, it was like a little, a little fiesta or something. <laughs> oh, wow! And were you a nervous wreck when you when that was? Or did you stay cool? No, it was great fun. It was all a bit yeah. of gesture. She wow. loved it, and um, it was a great story for her to tell, and exactly. even for me. And um, so, two things: I got the car, and um, I got uh, two starter motors into it now, and I have extra jump leads, and um, I got the um, got a good full service. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, one other thing I want to ask you was. Um, <clears throat> When I was looking at your website, it actually caught my eye about the the chef because you said it was like combining French and Irish, say produce or whatever. And yeah. I loved that idea because it fits in with the castle. But you um, old style French food, it's it that's perfectly suited. So that really, I, I really like that idea. 
yeah, lots of butter, lots of um, creams, um, without too much. And it's like, uh, you know, if we're doing a venison, it's a nice sauce with it. It's just that perfect blend. Um, and then, you know, nice old school um, uh, Bordeaux, Beglaise uh, biscuits at the end and so forth. You know, it's just, um, it's beautiful, you know, so. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you so much. So when you come up now, yourself and your yeah. wife, um, I'll have the Clare flag up at the front of the castle. I'll have the Tipperary flag at the back of the castle. I'll have the kettle right. on for you. <laughs> For romance, there's nothing quite like an Irish country house break. Unless that is you have a castle and you have that castle all to yourself. My next guest is Dr. John Campion from the stunning and faithfully restored 15th century castle in Kilkenny called Tubbard Castle. John, you're very welcome to the podcast. As you know, the theme is romantic getaways and I couldn't think... Of a, of a more romantic getaway than having a castle to yourself, a medieval castle in the middle of Kilkenny. Am I right in saying that? Absolutely. And thanks for having me on. Um, yeah, so we've had uh, a lot of guests since we started uh, welcoming people to Tubbard Castle in 2019. Um, and we've had several proposals. We've had honeymoons and minimoons. Uh, people coming to celebrate special wedding anniversaries. Um, and even uh, last year at winter, winter solstice, we had a couple come to renew their vows. Um, with the size of the, the castle, we're not able to, to host weddings as such, but um, we do often find that people come um, and the idea of having a, a castle all to themselves uh, is something really special. And so for a special time um, in their life, whether it's uh, to get engaged, um, to uh, relax after uh, getting married on a, a mini moon or honeymoon, um, or to, to mark a special anniversary. People find it a, a really special place and something that's quite unique. Am I right in saying so you only take one booking? That's right. So we can accommodate up to eight guests uh, across three bedrooms and uh, we invite guests to, to make the castle all theirs while they're um, with us. And I suppose it's a, a 15th century tower house. Uh, each of the three bedrooms is named for a, a, a character uh, who's important in the tower's history or the area's history. So um, the largest bedroom is, is called Re Alec, and um, that's named for Murchartach, the king of Ulster um, in the 10th century. And a bit strange maybe to have um, a bedroom in a tower house in uh, Leinster uh, named after the king of Ulster. Um, but actually, he was married to uh, the daughter of the King of Austria at the time. Um, and while he was away in the Hebrides, his allies in the Dacia were attacked by the King of Cashel. So he took off then on a, an epic journey uh, to Cashel to do battle with the King of Cashel and uh, avenge his, his allies uh, in the Dacia. And like any uh, good king of his time, he had a, a bard with him um, to record this journey and this battle. And so he set off from Ulster with uh, Cormac on his bard, and he recorded uh, a poem called Circuit of Ireland, which actually we still have the text of. Um, and he travelled with a band of a thousand men, and his army were called the Leather Cloaks, um, because they, they wore distinctive uh, leather um, cloaks. And so... He uh, recorded everywhere they visited, and on the night before battle, uh, he and his army camped at Tubbard. 
So although the castle itself is from the 15th century, it's likely that there was a fort there before that. Um, and so uh, we know that it was a, an important area strategically from that point. Um, and so that bedroom has a four-poster bed and its own fireplace. And uh, on the uh, stone surround to the fireplace um, is inscribed the numerals uh, 1596. And the uh, archaeologist told us that although that's when the fireplace was put in, that the tower house itself is likely about a century older at least. Um, the next bedroom then is called Lapa Feg or Peg's Bed. Um, and the peg in question there is actually the eighth Countess of Ormond, uh, who was Margaret Fitzgerald. So she lived in Kilkenny Castle. Um, she married Piers Rua Butler, and uh, they were the Earl and Countess of Ormond. And they were actually um, lost their titles for a while uh, because King Henry VIII gave the earldom of uh, Oster, or of Ormond to uh, Anne Boleyn's father when he was courting her. Um, but they regained their titles and uh, Margaret Fitzgerald was a very powerful woman, a very shrewd woman, and actually is um, credited with having um, commissioned a lot of the tower houses and castles in Kilkenny to be built. So when um, a historian and archaeologist was travelling around Austria uh, in the uh, at the end of the 19th century, um, recording the antiquities of Austria, uh, the locals in Tubbard told him that the uppermost point of Tubbard Castle was called Peg's Bed. And the reason for that was that when Margaret Fitzgerald or Peg, uh, Nika Road, used to come and visit Tubbard Castle, she would stay at the uppermost point. And so if the castle was attacked while she was there, um, firstly, the... the um, uh, guard that she had brought with her would protect her, but also it would give time for uh, backup or reinforcements to arrive. And so we've <clears throat> named the the uppermost bed uh, bedroom, which is under the eaves almost, uh, Peg's bed. And it's a really special room actually because the oak roof that uh, would have originally been on um, the the tower house was taken off it in the early 20th century. And so we reinstated that. Um, my father, when he started the restoration 20 years ago, he reinstated the uh, oak roof. Um, and the really special thing about it is that it's held together with pegs and dowels and joints, but there are no nails and no screws in it. Um, and it's a, a really impressive piece of uh, workmanship that, that we've managed to uh, fit back in just the way the original roof would have been. Uh, and of course, it's um, uh, topped with a good Kilkenny slate. She uh, was, um, as I said, a, a powerful, a powerful woman, um, and uh, has a lot of history within Kilkenny. And she and her husband Piers uh, were buried in St Canice's Cathedral in Kilkenny City, and their uh, stone effigies uh, have a prominent place in the cathedral. Saw that, and they're they're very um, distinctive, sort of medieval dress. Absolutely, yeah, very elaborate uh, robes and and headwear. Which you, you kind of associate that with England. You don't think of that in Ireland. Mm. So it's really, and that's the amazing thing about where you are. Like, I mean, you're so close to Kilkenny City in the medieval town and there's such great history there, isn't there? Absolutely. And um, the the tower house itself, I suppose it was probably built, uh, you know, in the late 1400s. Um, and from then would have been passed down the generations. But my family, we know um, from uh, the Griffith valuation from 1851, um, 
would have lived there as tenants of the local landlord. And my great grandparents would have been the last to live there as tenants of the local landlord. And then uh, the Land Acts in uh, the early 20th century, of course, passed huge swathes of land um, from landlords to tenants. Uh, and so that's when the Tower House and the surrounding land um, came into my family's hands uh, because they would have been tenants and they were able to buy um, the land and the Tower House from the um, new Irish state at that point. Uh, and it was uninhabited for about a century. And then my father had kind of always dreamed of restoring it and um, making it habitable again. And uh, about 20 years ago, he uh, started out on that project. And uh, it was a, a real labour of love um, for both my father and my mother. And uh, he r- restored it bit by bit, did a, quite a bit of the early work himself on it, and then got in artisans and um, uh, specialist craftspeople and stonemasons to do the more specialised work. And uh, then I took the project over um, when I was about 27 and uh, managed to complete it over a few years then and we welcomed our first guests as I said in about 2019 um, so my mother uh, does most of the work with us these days she um, uh, uh, manages on a day-to-day basis and and takes care of us um, and uh, really I suppose we get a great um, thrill from seeing what a big part of uh, a stay in Kilkenny it is for a lot of people and um, such a unique experience that it's very difficult to get anywhere else. You've got amazing press. I mean, it's only 2019, but I mean, I read one article that said it was the best Airbnb stay in Ireland and you've articles in New York Times. And I mean, if you think like Americans must love it because it was built just after Columbus had arrived in America. So they must be just in awe of the place. Yeah, and guests who come from overseas uh, and visit places like, you know, Blarney um, uh, or other castles and tower houses that they can pay a day visit to uh, are especially impressed because the thought of being able to sleep under a stone vaulted ceiling where generations of people have slept and woken um, for the past 500 years is something really sensational and, and something quite unique. Um, so we uh, have a lot of guests from overseas, but um, also Irish guests. And I suppose you, you mentioned there we have very fortunately um, had a, a lot of uh, positive press over the, the last three years. 2022 was a good year for us in that um, we joined the Blue Book. Uh, we surpassed um, 200 five-star reviews um, and uh, we had a, a mention in the New York Times and in Forbes magazine as well. Um, but really, I suppose each review tells a story of um, a special trip to Kilkenny for a family or a couple. Um, and I think that's why we uh, were so happy to join the Blue Book as well, because we share the values of the Blue Book and that we're a, a family-run business. Um, we have a, a commitment to high standards and sustainable tourism, and we really enjoy showcasing the best of Ireland to visitors um, from abroad and the best of Kilkenny uh, to visitors from home and abroad. Um, and so 
each each step and each piece of feedback like that um, really is is quite uh, special to us because it means that another couple or another family has uh, had their stay in Kilkenny enriched by um, uh, um, by experiencing Clubber Castle. Actually, I was looking at your the reviews on your um, website, and you know it's to, it's different than your normal reviews because you can see the the the, the love. You know, people were going. They, you know, one person was saying like it was the best place they ever stayed in, and blown away, and goose pimples, and it's not your normal review. And what, that must be a great experience when you see people, and they're just you know, the, the pleasure that they get from it, especially the work, because it's a labour of love for you, really, hasn't it been for the last 20 years? Absolutely. And I suppose my father had great vision to see a building that was derelict and think what could be uh, from it. Um, and undertaking it in the state of disrepair that it was in and, and um, taking several years uh, to bring it step by step to a restoration process. Um, you know, was something that there was no, uh, I suppose, real um, sense of achievement from for him uh, because um, every time you did a little bit, there was still a huge amount more to do. Um, and I suppose, you know, we're very fortunate to have had the privilege of restoring a, such a, a beautiful piece of Ireland's built heritage. Um, and I think my mother and I feel incredibly privileged uh, to be able to welcome guests to Tubbert Castle um, and also very grateful that my father did start out on that process of restoration. Um, we welcome guests from all around the world and from, from Ireland. We had an Irish couple stay uh, last year and um, they arrived and they went out uh, to hike the Crag Loop, which is a, about uh, a 15-minute drive away just across the border in Tipperary. And um, the question was popped uh, at the top of uh, the, the Crag Loop, looking out across Tipperary, Leash and Kilkenny. Oh, yeah. um, and then they returned to Tubbert Castle and had arranged for a, a, a chef to cook a meal for them and serve them at the banquet table uh, in our great hall and then uh, enjoy uh, the log-fired stove after that. Uh, mm -hmm. And the next day, then, they went into Kilkenny and uh, had brunch at Aran, which is one of the, the best brunch in, in Ireland a couple of times, and went and picked out their engagement uh, ring at Rudolf Helsel, who's a master jeweller um, and one of Ireland's foremost craftspeople. So that was a, it was a special proposal uh, that we were delighted to um, facilitate and to be a part of uh, Tubbert Castle. Tony, I was looking at it going, it's the sort of place I could just stay there, not want to go out at all, just soak it all up and just stay in there, chill out yeah. you know, in that yeah. bath, and looking out the window. <laughs> that's it. A lot of guests do that. They they just stay in and um, enjoy the architecture and the atmosphere uh, of the castle. We, you know, the original features like corbel stones, the machiculation outside, which would have been used to defend the castle if it was under attack, or the murder hole inside, which we blocked off in case there are any lovers tiffs uh, during <laughs> the day. Uh, those original features, you know, are something that you can see in castles that you can visit for a day, but to be able to have the building, the property all to yourself uh, and to enjoy it uh, is something that our guests tell us is, is really special. And it's Tubbard Castle. So is Tubbard a little town? Like, where is it exactly in Kilkenny? 
Yeah, so we're um, in northwest Kilkenny, nestled in the Slivarda Hills, uh, which kind of straddle the Kilkenny-Tipperary border. Um, so we're right near Tipperary and Leash, um, quite close to Erlingford. And, you know, I was looking at your website and the pictures of the before you started renovating. There's so many, like, castles around Ireland like that. So it's amazing. It's so great to see it. Yeah, driving through most parts of Ireland, you'll see innumerable uh, tower houses in varying states of repair. And I suppose we were lucky that Tubbard Castle was still at a stage where it could be rescued because a lot of tower houses have gone past the point of rescue. Um, but bringing it back from the brink and, and making it habitable a bit again uh, was a, a big privilege for my family. And um, we are really glad to be able to share it with our guests. Well, thank you so much. Um, as I said, it couldn't be anything more romantic than having a medieval castle to yourself. So thank you so much. Thanks a lot for you. Whenever I'm looking for a hotel for a city break, the first thing I do is I pick the location, which is ideally central. And then I look for a family run hotel with, with some history attached to it. And that is exactly what number one Perry Square in the heart of Limerick is. Prior to now, Patricia Roberts tells me all about the history of this magnificent Georgian townhouse in the centre of Limerick. A Georgian townhouse is still quite a unique concept in Ireland. You you kind of have to love Georgian architecture and heritage. You kind of don't do it otherwise because there's lots of lovely hotels and there's lots of great places to stay. So there kind of has to be a love of all things Georgian heritage to want to come and stay here, to be attracted to come and stay here. So that's the first thing when you when you use the word romantic getaways. Yeah. I think the couple themselves would have to have a, a love of, of, of where they're going place as well. It's not just, you know, about getting a great four or five star hotel experience. It's about really immersing yourself in, you know, kind of the whole romanticism of Georgian architecture and heritage. And it's true. And actually, you know, whenever I'm booking a hotel in a, in a city, I uh-huh. always, I love that's what I love. Yeah, it's it's being in the middle of the action and in the middle of the city yeah. and the history. You know, when you're and in an old building peace. like that. Yeah, yeah exactly. And I think you know we've had so many period dramas that are um, that people watch endlessly on Netflix now, from the Bridgertons to all those things that you know it just it just oozes romance for people. You know. How old is the hotel, actually? Uh, well, the hotel is only 12 years old, but the property yeah. is 1838. Um, wow. So, yeah, it's and the bedrooms are very much themed on that whole. Um, our decor is very much that kind of French romantic um, stroke Irish Georgian decor. So um, so it is very much about escaping the crowds to somewhere small that oozes kind of that whole French romantic um period classic heritage but with contemporary influences and what was the building was it originally like a family home then yeah it was it was the home of lord and lady barrington back in the 1800s um so i can't tell you much about their romantic life (laughs) (laughs) um but uh then it became the parish priest's home for for saint joseph's here and then it became would you believe it uh onoiga youth hostel association you probably remember those yeah um, they always had youth hostels throughout Ireland that were in listed buildings and we bought it from them about 15 years ago and then entered into a um, restoration project. So it's a great one listed building and obviously you've got to be mad and love Georgian to do something like this. 
madness comes first. Yeah. And I saw, so wait, what year did it open? Was that around 2009 or? It, yeah, exactly. Well, December 2008, actually, when the okay. world fell apart. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I saw that you were um, on the hot list, the Condé Nast hot list in 2009. We were, no, and that was an amazing thing, really. So when I look back now, it's years later that I kind of go, that probably was one of the things that kept us going at a time when the whole world fell apart and we got this opportunity. We were made hot list top 10 hotels the first um the first year 2009 went to London to the whole Condé Nast event and it was it was really cool and I suppose it really I, I suppose at the time the world was falling apart we were we hadn't even entered into the depths recession but we we're about to and um but you know it was all about head down and do what you love you know um um, for a good few years, more than mm-hmm. <laughs> well, st- we still are, but <laughs> but a, a, a couple of really, really, really challenging years. But you know, if you're doing what you love, it's okay, you know. And over that period, like Limerick is really rejuvenated, Limerick, hasn't it? It has it so has. much going on. It has, and I suppose you know, for me, that was the big thing. I you know, I instantly saw that if people. People need to know about Limerick first, then number one, Perry Square. Yes, we're, we're lucky. Um, we are a little bit of a destination within a destination. You don't have to leave. You can spa here. You can eat here. You can wine here. All those things. But people needed to know about Limerick. So we, we, we have, I suppose, put a lot of time and resources into the undiscovered Limerick and, you know, showcasing what is there so people can fulfill a weekend in the city. And to make it more sustainable for people as well, you know. But as I said, it goes back to, and when you said, you know, romantic getaways, breaks, people got to love Georgian. They've got to be, you know, they've got to nearly imagine themselves as Georgians, Georgians in a Georgian house. And that's what does it for us. You know, that's the romance, romanticism, I suppose, of, of coming to a place like this. And I also saw the Restaurant Awards last year you won for your wine selection. So is that you? Oh, are we you, do, yeah. Are you a big yeah. wine fan? I'm a big wine fan, but we also have a fantastic sommelier, a very young lad called Gary, um, who's completed all his West exams um, just back from London not so long ago. And Gary's a very young uh, Limerick man um, who's got a serious interest in wine. And I suppose my passion for wine comes from, um, I suppose, comes from the opportunity to have um, very small producers, mainly organic and biodynamic um on our list that, you know, small batch producers that we can, I suppose, give an opportunity to, you know, somebody in Ireland to enjoy them, someone in Limerick to enjoy them, but also to bring the guest experience, something different, yeah. you know, um, you know, rather than people, you know, people, we all know the Shableys, the Parmels and all, all these names and the flurries and all those things over the years, but people have become so much more educated on wine now. People are always in search of a new experience and an affordable wine experience, which is really crucial. Um, so we make that, we, we, I suppose we demystify the wine experience here. You know, it's not about, um, you know, very high end, high priced, big seller wines. It's about really affordable, easy um, to step up from your house wine price um, and having a really great experience. People coming, particularly from abroad to Ireland, it's extra special when you go to somewhere where the proprietor you know, works in the hotel. It isn't a chain, you know what I mean? Because you get the unique Yeah, when you're small, experience. all it is about you, you know, I suppose, because, you know, you're the person who who does decor, you're the person who chooses menus, you're the person who chooses, you know, all of that. So it has to be because people need to understand where all that's coming from as well, you know. And I suppose if it's if it's if that's not obvious to the customer, 
then there's something wrong. Then it becomes very um, chain like, let's say. That's not what people come for when they come here. And I suppose the, the independent hotel is is a dying breed for sure, you know. And, you know, I think after this year in Ireland, we'll see even a lot more, unfortunately, exit with rising costs. So, you know, I think it's an independent hotel experience, as we all do, whether we're in, in Biritz or wherever that we are. We all love it. Exactly. Even, in London, even in London, that small independent hotel or boutique townhouse, we love it. That's what people want is that personal touch. And particularly if you're going to somewhere in a, in a city, because, mm. you know, you get recommendations about where to go and what to do. But I think we, we also want local. We want mm. to we, we want to have what they have to offer there locally. Like, here, OK, we're a Georgian heritage townhouse. But having, um, you know, having things like Michael Lachlan's own lamb and Kevin's own hierarchy turnips out the road and all that, that's all local produce. Um, Eleanor from Cahill's Tea, um, one of the oldest tea shops in the country, um, does all our blends for us. You know, little things like that, that's local. And that's why, you know, that's what you need to take from you is to taste local. And our beds are made in Limerick. Um, I, I did travel the world trying to get a great bed for the hotel. Um, I used to spend quite a bit of time in the States, but our beds are made in Limerick in, in the very end and our beds are the best ever. And it's one thing that probably half our customers say every single day checking out Boy. the comment on our beds. Um, our products are local, you know, all, all of that. And that's it's about creating a local experience. And I, I think sometimes we can get as hoteliers get a little bit lost in that and feel we have to have the international brands and the international exactly. product houses. Our spa is local, is Irish. It's foyer. Everything is Irish. We don't you don't need to have an international spa brand. You know, people who come here get to try heritage spa treatment with a seaweed base, which is as Irish as you'll get. <laughs> exactly. And this is going out the week before Valentine's. So you do a Valentine's special. Speaking of romantic getaways, don't we are. You? We are. You know, what we're doing this year, actually. We were, of course, uh, we, we, we get a little bit uh, crazy here when we sit down to think, what will we do? What will we create? What will we? We love the creation mode, of course. So we've come up with an idea for Valentine's where um, tasting menus are back. Um, yeah. Um, people love now where we find our customers going out is more special since COVID again. Um, and when they're going out, they're happy to try things like get dressed up and try tasting menus. So we're going to do a tr- tasting menu on Tuesday, the 14th wow. of February. <laughs> but it's all about um, it's a love story of Irish, Irish, uh, sorry, not Irish, Limerick producers. So we're pairing things like Ellen, Eleanor's Cahill's tea with um with Kevin's turnips and like things like that. So we're pairing all our suppliers, which are all local, um, into a dish and creating, I suppose it's very much about heritage culture all on a plate. Um, so it's it's the love story basically is about the produce locally and putting that on a plate for people to enjoy. Like because I think people sometimes forget while we are in the city, we're on the doorstep to the Golden Vale. We're, Ireland is a small place. We're also gateway city to the wild atlantic way we've an abundance of amazing stuff um you know from ireland is one great big larder anyway we don't talk about our dairy enough we've some great dairy producers here temple row farm um raw milks and cheeses and just fantastic stuff so we're putting all those together on the menu so we really want to just show you know this whole love story of irish produce because it's one thing and you know uh that i I'm quite passionate about and I feel that we've we just don't really um, we just don't really soak it up enough 
you know, our Irish produce. We do talk mm. about it, but we really don't, you know. Um, if you go to France and to any particular region, they'll they'll talk to the cows come home about their dairy or their cheese, whatever. We, we, we don't shout loud enough about the amazing produce um, that we do have. I agree totally. This is where your hotel is, they call that the Georgian Quarter of Limerick, don't they? Yeah, they do. Well, I think when we opened, we started to call it the Georgian Quarter of Limerick and um, it, it caught on. Oh, really? <laughs> I, do, I do remember, it was, I think it was my husband saying to me, you can't just do that. You can't just create an address. <laughs> and um, I said, well, but sure we will until somebody says otherwise. Yeah. And and we did because that's what we are. We are exactly. at the quarter, the Georgian quarter. But it's funny now we have the medieval quarter and we have the market quarter. So it did catch on. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks so much to Ted, John and Patricia for their great stories. If you want to check out Romantic Breaks in any of those places and in many more around the country, do check out the Blue Books website, which is www.irelands-blue-book.ie. Keep an eye out for my next episode, which is a ski special, which I haven't done since this time last year. So I look forward to sharing that with you and many more episodes over the coming year. I would ask if you could please subscribe to Apple Podcasts so a new episode will appear in your library every week. I would also really appreciate if you could leave a rating and a review as it helps others to discover this podcast. To find out who's on every Tuesday, please follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Travel Tales with Fergal. Stay safe and keep dreaming of future travels. Travel Tales with Fergal.